I went to market uh-huh. this week, That's which right. I am thinking about maybe doing a small bonus episode mm-hmm. for Patreon about market and for why sure. we what go and what it is. Um, but basically, in short, it is three skyscrapers full of yeah. products, and we are basically shopping for six months. July, August, September, October, November, December, even January and February for mm-hmm. products and gifts for the store. So things we can sell um, at Christmas and during the holidays and fall, etc. So I go every July. Uh, there's also a January market, but right now I just go in July and I take my mom with me. Um, but my mom and I noticed this time something mm-hmm. we had never seen before. Interesting. Which is the use of young male model looking figures. Interesting. In underwear oh to sell products that have nothing to do with underwear is it like charred bodies from that episode of parks and rec yes you remember that's that exactly one exactly like what it market. is like yes it took me a minute but yes that is exactly what it's like and it was like out of nowhere and i've got to tell you as someone traveling with their mother <laughs> not only was that not something i want to see but this goes back to i prefer my men blandly handsome yeah i don't even want to look at you yeah if you are like tan and you only have underwear on. If you're above like a six, yeah. and he doesn't want to look <laughs> I'm at I'm not you. interested. So uh, we, we were walking and we saw this man with Santa underwear. Boxers is too generous a word. Mm. Uh, and Santa hat and like blinking light uh, necklace. I don't even know what he was selling. I just tried to walk past as quickly as yeah. possible. And then we're minding our own business on the escalator because my mom doesn't do elevators and the elevators are so packed that these are buildings with, oh, yeah. filled with escalators. So we're on the escalators and we're going, I guess, up and my mom says, oh no. And I was like, what? And then right at the escalator, like, so you can't miss them. Like they're standing. <laughs> I can't oh, avoid no. them. Oh no. And so like, luckily, luckily, um, market is predominantly female, yeah. which is fascinating to me. Uh, meaning at least by looking at market demographics, you would think that every small business in this country is owned by a is woman. Owned by a woman. Yeah. Um, but it's predominantly female and skews older. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that does make sense to me yes, because sure. money. Uh, but all these women getting their pictures taken with these young with the men. the charred bodies? Yeah. And my mom was also shocked by that. And we both were like standing watching these older women giggle and like get their pictures taken with these two handsome men. Oh no. And I just want to know, I told my mom, like, I don't know that they're selling the product. Right. They're just like a gimmick. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know that those women then went to that showroom and bought whatever it was those men were selling. And probably not. No, I would think I not at all. I wouldn't think so. But it was interesting that the showroom thought, what's going to get attention for a group of women? And it turns out it's nude men. Yeah, I guess it's the Magic Mike phenomenon. Oh, but that's old now. It is, but I will never forget going to see... Maybe we did this on an episode, I don't remember. Mm. But Jordan and I were going to see a movie, and it must have been the night Magic Mike was released. Mm-hmm. And all We did talk about this, yeah. All these yeah. women like dressed up. Yeah. For men that aren't gonna see them, the screen isn't two way. Like, like it's just Joe Manganiello in a gas station. Yeah, dancing to Pony. I did um, start to watch Magic Mike mm-hmm. on 
because it, sh- it showed up on Netflix as something I might enjoy. I started watching it. I kid you not, I think I watched 30 seconds. Yeah. And I was like, nope, this you is not for me. If you don't want to watch anyone above a six. Yeah, no. Then yeah, it's not for you. It's not for me. I have not seen the original, but I have seen the sequel. Okay. Um, because Donald Glover is in it. Okay. Um, and like, not even in like a dancing role. <laughs> like, he's just there. Okay. Like, as a character. <laughs> and that's how it was sold Fine. to me. It was fine. Yeah. Like, there's no storyline. It's, it's just, just dancing. It's not for me. No. But obviously, it's for someone. Yeah. And then my mom and I, like, those men were not appealing. Like, we weren't getting our pictures right. taken with them. I do think my mom surreptitiously, like, took pictures so she could send them to friends. Like, this mm-hmm. is what's at market. But, like, who is that for? But I guess it works, is my point. I guess so. Weird. It was the weirdest. Very strange. So strange. Welcome to episode 180 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I am here. I'm Annie Jones, the owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. It's that summertime. Goodness gracious. I walked out of my house today. I know we talk about this all the time. All the time. But I just need to say that I've been in Atlanta uh-huh. and Sarasota. Sarasota has coastal breezes. Yep. Um, Atlanta was hot. But I did not realize how humid, just between Atlanta and and Thomasville, Tallahassee, like... It's like a mouth. Yeah. Like, I walked outside today and I thought, oh, like, I was hot in Atlanta and Sarasota, but this is different. It, it is different. Um, and I don't know, like, we haven't been to Birmingham in a while, so I don't know how far mm-hmm. up. I just don't know who can sympathize right. with just how thick the air is. Yeah, no, it is like walking in someone's mouth. Yeah. Um, and I went to the beach on the 4th of July and it Mistake. was snow. It was a perfect day. Oh. It was 85 degrees, partially cloudy with a very nice breeze coming but out of the water. But were there people there? Not really. I mean, there were probably in the park section okay. of St. George Island, but I never go to the park section. We don't either. Um, I always go like to just like the <laughs> residential part uh-huh. and walk behind someone's house. Yeah. Um, we went to Sarasota. Mm-hmm. We couldn't even get on that's, Siesta Key. Yeah. So no, Siesta Key, of course. So we were like, oh, we're gonna go to Turtle Beach, which is a like smaller beach in Sarasota. Look, y'all down south can keep your dumb beaches. This was <laughs> terrible. Now I've been to Siesta Key and Longboat Key, and they're beautiful. But Turtle Beach was literally gray sand. Yeah. And smelled like dead fish. There was not a breeze yeah. in sight. And look. You guys on the Gulf Coast can keep your beaches. I love them. I'm I'm an Atlantic Ocean boy. Oh, God. I'm an East Coast boy, um, and nothing's ever going to beat those beaches for me. However, St. George Island is pretty good. It's beautiful. Pretty good. It's beautiful, and partly beautiful because it's just, I think, Siesta and Longboat Key are beautiful, but everyone knows they're beautiful, and so they're crowded. Right. Um, St. George Island... Is beautiful in a more rustic way, yeah. And so people don't know it's about it. It's not super developed, right? Um, which is what's great about it, right? Like I, Siesta Key has beautiful water and mm-hmm. really great sand, but it was so crowded, like we couldn't even find parking spaces. So we, anyway, that's when I googled Turtle Beach. And look, it's not Turtle Beach's fault. 
I don't know what was going on that day. It just, there was no breeze. It was stagnant heat. Mm-hmm. Like at one point I said, why is it so quiet? And it wasn't because there was people, but like I could hear conversations mm-hmm. happening next to me and I realized it was because there were no waves. Oh, that's crazy. And I was like, why what is I hear happening? People? Yeah. And I thought this must be what it's like to live on Lake Michigan. Pro- <laughs> oh yeah, probably. <laughs> that's all I could think. Tangent. I'm rewatching Gilmore Girls and we watched last week, maybe, maybe two weeks ago, the episode where they where Rory and Paris go on spring break yes. in quote Florida. Yes. Um and it's so clearly like LA. California. Um because the beach is like three hundred yards wide. Yeah. Um that made me laugh. <laughs> it doesn't that make any sense because it doesn't doesn't look like any beach in Florida, which no. are very narrow for the most part. Yeah. No, that episode always makes me <laughs> laugh so too because it's one of those like special from the WB, this live concert yeah. featuring the shins. Yeah. The shins are just at some random bar in quote Florida yeah. at the peak of their career yeah. in like 2004. I can't like, believe they did a Gilmore. It was insane. Episode. It was so funny. Um, so anyway. We digress. We digress. Um, what we want to talk to you about today is this very, I think, cool and exciting thing that the bookshelf offers that I don't know that other stores or brands or anything do offer in the same way and not in the same way i don't think so we last year almost exactly a year ago just about uh kicked off our shelf subscription service and we did this because i did see some other stores offering something like this um i think avid bookshop but there's also like bigger stores i think um book culture in Mm -hmm. new york um Maybe even, I know Parnassus does like a first editions club. So I had seen other bookstores doing this. And so we, maybe three or four years ago, I decided to try this book of the month club for the bookshelf. Mm -hmm. And basically you filled out a questionnaire and I handpicked a paperback book for you every month. And it was always like watching you like walk through the stacks of like, what can I give this person? <laughs> like it was so stressful just to watch. It was, and look, it was so fun. Yeah. Until it got to be about 11 people. And then it was like, oh, I have to handpick a book for people that I haven't met. So all I've got is this questionnaire. Right. And I have to do this for 11 people every month. Um, and it just felt like it wasn't sustainable and it was a program I wanted to grow. So last year we kicked off shelf subscription, which is still a monthly subscription service mm-hmm. where you still get a book delivered to your door, but now it's a hardback first edition. Yep. It's um, a new release. It's a new release. It'll be less than three weeks old. And it's a book picked by each of our staffers. Right. So it really helped, I think the staff take ownership too. So, um, the subscriptions are you can get an Annie subscription or a Kelsey or a Chris or an Ashley or, or an Olivia. Olivia. Um, and then, you know, if you're a person who struggled with decision fatigue, you can get a surprise me option. So, <laughs> um, so this was something we started and turns out people really like it. People do like this. We have many more subscribers than 11. <laughs> yes. Um, many, many more. The many spreadsheets we have <laughs> to keep track of everybody. The bookshelf runs on Google Drive. Yeah, in case honestly you though. We're curious. We run on those spreadsheets. Um and I'm so glad because it was a program I wanted to grow. I think we started off with about 40, uh, 30 to 40 subscribers mm-hmm. a year ago. We're over 100, yep. uh, which is amazing. And so if you are a shelf subscriber, thank you. Thank you. Um, we truly, as a small business, I hope you know that when we say we couldn't do this without you. We actually couldn't. We really mean it. Like we could not do this without you. And this is certainly something I would have discontinued 
if it wasn't working. Right. Uh, that's the beauty of a small business. Right. You don't have to keep doing things right. that aren't worth doing. Um, but this is such a fun and cool model. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's a little different from, so for example, I do love uh, what Parnassus does. They do a first editions club, but they basically send all of their subscribers. The one book. The one book. So all of their subscribers to the adult subscription get the new release book that they have picked out. Uh -huh. If you subscribe to their YA, you get the YA right. version of that. Um, Avid Bookshop, I think, I think if I am not mistaken, still does the model we first did, which is handpicking books right. for each person. Which is so great. Yeah, so, and I think they have a staffer, one staffer dedicated to that program, or and at least they you, used you to. You would need to. Yeah, and so if you are interested in somebody handpicking a book for you. Based on your taste. Every month then I think their service would be good. Also, just a reminder, that's what independent bookstores do yep. literally all the, all the time. That's what we do when you come in. So um, if you, even if you are not local, I would encourage you to visit your local bookstore because generally speaking, the people staffing those stores mm -hmm. are thoughtful, well-read, and I think, I hope, more often than not, willing to talk with you and find a book specifically for you. Absolutely. Um, so just keep in mind that there are some other options out there. Obviously, Book of the Month Club is like the I Ching. Like yeah. it is the, um, the subscription service. Right. I think it's been around for, I don't know. A long a time. A long time. Decades. Um, it goes back to the 18th century. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, so Book of the Month Club is one that is super popular, and rightfully so. Um, I think the model they use is that they have like a guest judge come yeah. in every month, or at least they used to. Mm -hmm. And basically Book of the Month Club picks mm, four to six books. I want to Something say. like that. And you as a subscriber then get to pick which one you are sent. Right. Let me be clear. That's not what we're doing. No. Um, we try to keep it kind of a secret, a surprise, so that you can get something fun and surprising in your mailbox. Also, full disclosure, we don't know. We can't offer that option because we're a small business and right. cannot handle all of your... No. Like, Book of the Month Club probably has some type of online form where well, you also, that's select, their whole business, Yeah, right? that's their whole model. Um, we, That's not ours. No, we're a bookstore first, um, but then really trying, obviously trying really hard to serve our long distance customers. Mm -hmm. And that includes podcast listeners. Mm -hmm. It includes people who have stopped in the bookshelf and they want to support us from far away. Um, it includes people who are family members of Thomasville folks yep. who have been gifted a subscription. So this isn't something where you subscribe and then you get to pick every month which of our five, six books you get. Right. Um, instead, this is something where you pick which staff are most aligns with your personal tastes. Mm -hmm. So should we talk about... Yeah, let's talk about kind of who we are and how we read. Yeah. So Chris and I will probably be the most familiar to you. Yeah, so you hear us talk about books every all week. All the time. Um, I typically, for my shelf subscription, pick female-driven, often female-written uh, fiction books, although I have been known occasionally to dive into nonfiction, because keep in mind, we are selecting our favorite books of the month, and mm -hmm. sometimes my favorite book is nonfiction. Um, but female-driven, uh, I would hope, I would like to think smart protagonists uh, and complicated stories. Mm -hmm. So my books often deal with dysfunction um they deal with um i don't know issues of race family sexuality um 
I'll sometimes throw a light one in the mix, but I am not generally a light reader. Uh, and so nothing against that. That's just not what yeah, my no. books tend to. If you like female-driven, smart, literary fiction, then my subscription is probably for you. Um, my choices, it also should be said, range from PG to PG-13. Mm-hmm. So we do get a lot of listeners and readers who I think are very... Um, careful about what they read and I respect that Um, but I am picking the book that I like every month so one month that was Fire Sermon Fire Sermon is not for everyone Um, it is rated R it is rated R one month I picked Clock Dance that book is absolutely PG on like exactly so if you're a PG reader many of my subscriptions will work for you Many of my choices will work for you. Not all of them. Right. Um, and I will say we get a lot of subscribers who let us know that they're PG mm-hmm. in, the, in their online form. And that way we can try our best to right. match with you. But also know we can't always promise that. Right. We are picking... We are picking what we liked yeah. this month. And that's what we are sending out. That's right. Um, and we're not making substitutions on that. That's right. We are picking our favorite book of the month. Um... And then you, as a consumer, can decide whose subscription most makes sense for you. Exactly. Um, so anyway, literary fiction, occasionally nonfiction, uh, female-written, female-driven, strong characters, family dysfunction, those are my choices. Yeah. So some of my um, selections have been, obviously, as I said, Fire Sermon, um, Clock Dance by Ann Tyler, Young Jane Young uh, is probably a great go-to mm-hmm. title that kind of encapsulates a lot of what I'm doing. Uh, female-driven, female-written, uh, but complicated storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another? I'm trying to think some other choices um, I've done. What are some of yours? I, let's see. Heating and Cooling was an exception. Yep. Mm-hmm. Non-fiction. Micro-memoir. And I do, you know, that was one that I think some customers were like, this doesn't match your taste. I do try to be consistent, but I'm also truly picking my favorite yeah. book of the month. Um, and we'll get to this later, but know also that in publishing, some books, some months are better than others. Yeah, for sure. Um, Tangerine I, was a historic fiction right. that I picked. The Ensemble is a great example of what I'm trying to choose. And That Kind of Mother, which was written by Ruman Alam, who is a man, uh, but it was about these really interesting female characters. Mm-hmm. So I think That Kind of Mother... Tangerine, The Ensemble, if those titles sound familiar to you or sound like books you have loved, then my subscription is a safe choice for you. Yeah. All of those books are PG-13, I would say. Fire Sermon was an outlier. Yeah. Um, but it was my favorite But book. it was very good. It was really good. <laughs> uh, okay, so Chris, what about you? Um, so I also tend toward the literary fiction. Um, I would say that I like books that are a little bit experimental in form, mm-hmm. um, that are not just a straightforward narrative but might have some weird quirk of like, it's told in two different time periods, which Clock Dance is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would consider that kind of experimental in form. Mm-hmm. Um, um, let's see, what else? I like things that skew a little bit toward the non-realistic, but that's not escapism. Mm-hmm. I don't read to escape the world. I don't read to escape reality. Um, I like how slightly unrealistic things then point out things that we might not think about in our daily lives and how that um, unreality kind of points us toward things in reality that we didn't think about, like the Twilight Zone or something like that. Um, 
so my favorite book several months ago now, but also still I think my favorite book of this year was um, The Afterlives. Mm. I loved The Afterlives, which is a totally normal, realistic novel until the last 75 pages. <laughs> and then it just completely shifts. Mm -hmm. And there's a very weird thing that happens for about 50 pages and it's beautiful and I loved it. And it like put the rest of the book in a very different perspective. Mm -hmm. And I love when a book can do that. Um, I also picked um, The Infinite Future, mm -hmm. which was this very complicated kind of novel in two parts where the first half was a story about this reclusive writer and um, and his like small legion of fans who like wanted to collect everything he had ever written and couldn't find this one lost manuscript. And then the second half of the book was that lost manuscript. Mm -hmm, exactly. um, and so like, it's all a fiction, right? Like right. it's not a real author who like lost this book. Like it's fiction. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's the kind of experiment in form that I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and I think all of your selections have had that kind of tweak. Yeah. Like it's literary fiction with like a slight twist. Yeah. It's, I think. I would say all of them, for the most part, have been what's considered high literary. Yeah. Um, where they are, they are not easy reads for mm -hmm. the most part. Um, I like to be really challenged by what I'm reading, mm -hmm. um, and so if that's what you're looking for, if you want something that you have to think about a little bit, mm -hmm. my subscription is probably a good fit for you. Um, not that other people's books aren't that. That's right. But my books skew a little cerebral. Um, then we have Olivia. And I would also like to point out that um, for patrons, for our Patreon supporters, a new feature we're going to be oh, starting yeah. this month is brief interviews with our staff um, on what they are, what they've chosen for their shelf subscription, what they've been reading, what they've been like looking at and doing. And these will be about five to ten minutes long. A new one will go live every week. Um, so you can hear like in their own words in their own why words. they're picking these books. Exactly. Um, and our intern, now bookseller, Zoe, created this BuzzFeed style quiz mm -hmm. where you can take it. There's a link on our website. You can take the quiz and figure out which subscription might be the best fit for you. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of fun. The staffers. I got Kelsey. Did you get Kelsey? Yep. I got it myself, which made me think this quiz works. Um, <laughs> so... The other staffers are not here today to tell you what they like. Right. So we're just going to give a brief rundown. So Olivia is our shop manager. Mm -hmm. And she, what I love about her is yep. that she reads consistently um, mysteries, thrillers, and suspense novels. Yeah. A and, little pulpier than our taste. And yeah. I'm so glad that she's here for it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, in store, she's super comfortable recommending mm -hmm. across the board. And she's... One of her favorite books is The Secret History, which is like this high yeah. literary novel she yeah. does read. Yeah. Which, and that's one of my favorite novels. Mm -hmm. I think that's been like a Venn diagram yeah, for that's, our whole that's, staff. <laughs> we all love that book. <laughs> we all love that book. Um, but for her shelf subscriptions, she decided to stick to mysteries, thrillers, suspense. Mm -hmm. um, I would imagine, for the most part, her books are PG, PG-13. Mm -hmm. um, they all... Involve some kind of violence with murder. Yes. For the most part. Uh, some of the... She obviously has not been here as long, mm -hmm. so we only have a couple of examples for her. But uh, the word is murder, mm -hmm. which I think was the Anthony Horowitz yep. new one. New Anthony Horowitz. Um, this month was Bearskins. Yeah, Bearskin. And then Macbeth by Joe Nesbo. Mm -hmm. So if you are a reader who skews a little bit more commercial, um, and then a reader who loves... That I mean, I love a good thriller or yeah. suspense novel. I think Olivia's subscription is great for gift giving. Absolutely. Uh, because to me, 
unlike my or Chris, where we we do have a category for sure, but we also kind of it's it's pretty wide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hers is mystery, thriller, suspense, always and forever. Mm-hmm. Like that's what her subscription is. So I think this is a great gift. Um, it, we saw a spike in subscriptions for her, I think, around Father's Day. Yeah. Jordan gifted this to his um, assistant at uh, at his job. Like He gifted her with a shelf subscription to Olivia because yeah. he knew that seems like something everyone can probably enjoy. A good, a good thriller or suspense novel. Um, so if you are a mystery lover, then Olivia is for you. Um, Kelsey... Um, her dedicated category is short stories and essays. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you like bite-sized reads, um, something that you can read in a sitting and then put down and then maybe pick up the next night to read something kind of different from the same author, um, Kelsey's subscription might be for you. Mm-hmm. Um, she has done so much reading um, lately in the short story genre and the essay genre. Um, she is a budding essayist herself and so she is just constantly reading these essay collections um and i think has really good taste in them they're really um humorous but mm-hmm. also thought provoking yep. um one example is look alive out there yep. which was a collection i loved too uh um sloan crossley sloan crossley um Come West and See was short stories. And that was a little more literary, where yeah. Sloan Crosley is like kind of light humor, yeah. um, observations about life in New York. Um, yeah. Come West and See was like this kind of weird, like skewing toward my taste, literary short, short story, story collection, collection, where this like post-apocalyptic like national park has, yeah. has eclipsed everything. She also, I think this past month, did um, Can You Tolerate This? Mm-hmm. So basically, if you are a... If you're a reader who wants in the moment, of the moment, yeah, I think... very contemporary. Contemporary lit. Then I think Kelsey would be a great choice because her essay the essay collections she has chosen and even the short story collection she mm-hmm. has chosen feel very timely to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Um, and very, I think... They're often by up-and-coming authors. Yes. Um, if you want to be like on the cutting edge of the literary world, yes. like you're going to want to start with short stories and essays because that's how everybody gets started. Yes, that's right. Um, and these are often debut collections. Sloan Crosley's was not, but I think all the rest of these have been. Yeah, and again, thoughtful mm-hmm. literature. I feel like um, a lot of the essays and short stories Kelsey is recommending um, push you to think about something yeah. and push in a you to really think, nice way. I was about to say, and push you to think about something maybe in a different way than you thought before. Yeah. Um, so if that is intriguing to you, I think Kelsey's would be a great gift option for a younger reader in your life, like a twenties, a twenty something yes. reader, a college age reader. I was going to say, or, a, or age. just, just post-grad reader. Like yeah. I think hers would probably be the best fit for that. Cause Bite-sized literature is important too, especially after you've come off years Absolutely. Of, <laughs> of, of reading hefty Absolutely. required things. Um, and then last but not least is Ashley. She's our events manager and she skews to well-written memoirs and um, thought-provoking nonfiction. Mm-hmm. So maybe Silence, I think, in the Silence in the Age of Noise was mm-hmm. one of her choices yeah. uh, back in December. I thought that was a great choice. Uh, Places I Stopped on the Way Home mm-hmm. is a nonfiction memoir collection. Um, and she also had Turtles All the Way Down. Turtles All the Way Down was a YA selection she did. That was even before we had a YA yeah. option. Um, Tell Me More uh, by Kelly Corrigan. Mm-hmm. So... I think if you, 
yeah, if you love memoirs, mm-hmm. then Ashley's is for you. I really am curious about Ashley's latest pick. Yeah, White um, Hot Grief Parade. Yeah, White Hot Grief Parade. What a great cover, first mm-hmm. of all. Great title. Um, and then we've already heard some feedback from customers who really enjoyed that one. So if you like memoirs and maybe you want the nudge to change your life a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's what Ashley's selections would be good for. So they're well written. Yeah. I wouldn't say inspirational because no. that has a different connotation, but something approximating yeah. that. Yeah. Inspirational is unfortunately yeah. associated with a, a, kind of its own genre. Right. But if you are into life-changing lit, yeah. then I think Ashley's selections would be for you. For sure. Um, And here's the deal. Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know. You know, some of you, like if you're like me, Mm -hmm. you were listening and you were like, I know exactly who I need to subscribe to. But I think a lot of people, it's scary to pick uh, a book that you're going to get every month from somebody you've never met. uh, And that's a little intimidating. Um, So if you were listening to this and you were like, I don't know which one's for me. Well, first of all, you can take that quiz. Uh, You can go read full descriptions of each of our choices online. Um, Or we have a surprise me option. Mm-hmm. Let me describe what the surprise, what surprise me is me not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the surprise me is not, we'll pick another new release book for you. Based on your based taste on your, your choices. Yeah. Uh, because of the volume of books we select every month and because a book of the month club is not our first job. Right. Our first job is book selling in store. Um, that's just not possible for us so again you might want to subscribe to avid bookshop you might want to do book of the month club where you can pick your books in advance um surprise me means we will look at your uh form where Mm -hmm. you tell us what you love to read books you love books you hate what you're reading now and based on the four that we have selected that month five 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 that we have selected this month we will pick one of those for you that's right so people who are do the uh, surprise me selection will still get a Chris book, a Kelsey book, an Annie book, or an Olivia or Ashley book. Yep. Um, that you're not going to get like another right. option. Um, you're just going to get the book that we think that month suits you mm-hmm. uh, because our choices vary too yeah. every month. So and like, they overlap. And That's sometimes right. there's some there's a book that we are fighting over. That's right. Um, <laughs> among the staff of yeah. who gets to use this one for their month. Yeah, so Surprise Me is a great choice if you are an adventurous reader, if you have decision fatigue and you don't want to choose who you get your book from, uh, if you are if you are a cross between... We've had a lot of people who do Surprise Me, but mm-hmm. then they say Annie or Ashley, mm-hmm. and then we kind of rotate every month, or um, Annie and Kate for mm-hmm. a while, uh, because Kate and I had so much overlap. Uh, and I will say Kate was a prolific reader. Uh, she was probably the most well-read person we've ever had on staff. She read like and 200 I books. I don't even understand how she read <laughs> the volume of books that she read. Um, it's superhuman. So we are desperately going to miss her. But if you were subscribed to Kate, Kate already has you covered. You've already received emails from her, but after your Kate subscription runs out, um, if you were somebody who was subscribed to Kate or you were interested in subscribing to Kate, um, I will tell you, I think mine has the most overlap with Kate's or a surprise me option Mm -hmm. would work for you uh, where you could give it a go um, and see 
which staffer kind of makes the most sense as the months go by. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley, our events manager, social media manager, also does a really good job every month of posting what books we've picked. Um, she posts them a week after they're sent out, so that way they can remain a surprise to people who are receiving them. We do sometimes spoil them on the podcast. Yes, so sorry. Uh, we try to say spoiler. Um, but you basically can look on our Instagram feed and see what books we've chosen, and that might help you decide too. Mm-hmm. Um, or it might help you say, I'm going to rotate between Kelsey and Chris, or I'm going to rotate between Kelsey and Ashley because I like nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to rotate between Annie and Olivia because I like book club-centric choices mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, so Surprise Me, we have a ton of people who subscribe yeah. through Surprise Me. Um, just keep in mind that we are selecting, I'm just picking my best book of the month, yep. my favorite book of the month. We are selecting what we enjoyed that month. We are not hand-selecting for the customer. Right. That's something we can do for you. In store. In store. Or I've had some podcast listeners like email us through Squarespace mm-hmm. and they've said, hey, could you pick out a book for me and sell it to me online? Happy to do that. We are beyond happy to do that for you. This subscription service is really just so you can get a monthly hand-selected book for you, but hand-chosen based on our staffer's taste. Yeah. Um, we do try, obviously, to it's coincide with It's an online staff shelf. Yeah. Like staff picks shelf. Like That's right. At the front of every indie bookstore, or in our case, near the register, like there's that staff picks shelf. This is the digital version of that. Yeah. Um, so if you listen to this podcast and you know you love Chris's choices, you can subscribe to Chris's um, shelf subscription. Um, another thing we offer is one, three, six, or 12-month subscriptions. Mm-hmm. So I think a one or three-month, you could do it for a few months, see if you like what books we're sending, follow us on Instagram to see if you like the books that we're choosing every month, and then you can continue doing your subscription, or you can say, well, this one's not for me. Like We get that. Your money is important. Yep. You, you get to decide where it goes. Um, but... As a consumer, I think this is super fun. As a shop owner, Mm -hmm. I have really heard mostly positive, if not all positive feedback from this. Um, It's a great gift to give to people. Just keep in mind it's for adventurous readers and people who already maybe love a certain genre of book. Like they love literary fiction, they love strong female characters, they love short stories, they love memoirs. Um, or a super adventurous reader who wants a little bit of everything. Yep. So. So since your money is important to you, and it's important to us too, but in a different way, <laughs> um, we do want to offer a 10% discount option to From the Front Porch listeners. Um, and so starting probably the day that this episode goes live, um, if you would like to get a shelf subscription at any denomination. A, a shelf subscription of any denomination. So, so one, three, one... six, or 12 months. That's right. Um, for 10% off, you can do that with the offer code FTFP at checkout. And um, I caps. don't think it matters, but all caps, yeah. All F-T-F-P. caps, FTFP. Um, and we also are going to be doing a year and one year anniversary of our shelf subscription. Starting in August and September, we're going to kind of be celebrating by giving away a shelf subscription um, by offering a special bonus option where you can, I think we're going to be calling it Treat Your Shelf, uh, <laughs> where you can get a little gift from the bookshelf included in your purchase. Um, so you might want to keep that in mind too. Keep an eye out. We will let this offer code, I think, run one full month. One full month. Yeah. Uh, to give people 
time to listen to this episode and to act on the uh, the code. Uh, so ten percent off your shelf subscription code from, FTSP from July nineteenth through July twenty sixth. This code will be live. Perfect. Or August month. Ah, uh, yes, July nineteenth to August nineteenth. Yes. Not week. Um. Okay. I think that's it. I think it is too. And I just want to say I'm really, really excited about my August shelf subscription. So if you're into mythology at all, like maybe hop on the Chris train. Oh, good. Front Porch is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on this episode, or a shelf subscription, you can go to bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. Thank you so much to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called The Bottom of the Barrel from their album Forlorn Strangers. Learn more at forlornstrangers.com. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch on Patreon, gain access to exclusive bonus content like brief interviews with the rest of the bookshelf staff, you can check us out on patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. You can also find us at our website, fromthefrontporchpodcast.com, for a full back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened. Yeah, you haven't been in the bookshelf. So this week at, <laughs> at Florida State University, a funny thing happened. I was talking about the Library of Alexandria. Okay. Um, and how it burned down. Right. Um, and really only partially, like our story about this and how it like set Western civilization back a thousand years isn't exactly Quite true. Um, but from the back of the class, a student raises their hand and says, wasn't it underground? And I said, no. And they said, I'm sure that I've like read something or heard something about this library and it was at least partially underground, right? And I was like, I don't, know what you're talking about, but that doesn't sound right. Hmm. And then they say, oh, you know what? I was thinking of Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> and how in season three of Avatar The Last Airbender, there is a library hidden underground, and Aang and his friends have to go into it and find like this prophecy scroll that is guarded by a giant owl creature. Let me tell you something. This is what, this is, what is terrifying about our current world. Guys, TV shows aren't real. Yeah. And so I think I salvaged it the best way I could. And I said, you know what? I bet that library in that show, because I've seen it, was based on the Library of sure. Alexandria. And I can see how that could be confusing. But it's like the Underground Railroad, the book. Yeah. The people then thought, oh. Oh, there was actually a train underground. Guys. It wasn't a subway. Guys, no. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> we will see you next week at a library underground. <laughs>